Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 186. This is Colin. I'm Zoner. This is Zook. One day we'll get this. How could he screw up being I, first, he asked. I didn't think it was like going to be immediate. I thought maybe a little bit of chuckling at first. I don't know. <laughs> Baptism by a fire, man. This is how we roll. Uh, welcome to the episode of uh, Monday, October, I don't know, 21st? 20th. 20th. I should have looked at the calendar before I started saying that. Uh, this is episode number 186 of the Stolen Droids podcast. Uh, we are without Schmitty today. We are Schmittless. I think he has uh, Ebola. He might. Sounds he about might. right. We can't actually joke about that because it's normally as we would joke. We would normally joke about that and have a great amount of fun and whatever. You know, people really are freaking out about Ebola. I'm sorry, I US. was insensitive. You are so insensitive. You should be slapped as opposed to normal, where you're just like the king of sensitivity. <laughs> you know, I'm actually in full blown conspiracy mode though for this Ebola stuff. So. I saw, okay, we're going off track real fast, but I saw a very unfortunate yet possibly true headline from The Onion. You know, every once in a while when The Onion puts out a headline that is just so satire it can't be true, but but maybe it is. The headline was, scientists warn that Ebola vaccine still at least 50 white people away. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what site was that on? That's theonion.com. The, the Onion. Yes. Yes, it's one of the most. It is the uh, premier satire news website. Ever. Yeah, I just like listening to you say onion. Uh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, this happened earlier when I was grilling burgers for for Colin and Zoner and Schmitty, and Schmitty wanted onions on his on his hamburger, and everyone just erupted into laughter at my expense. Because <sighs> everyone knows Anywho. that onion has a G in it. It's a Midwest thing, okay? I, I'm, All right. just, hey, I'm into, just being insensitive. I apologize. I'm really on one tonight, aren't I? You are. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Also, a uh, big, big thank you and howdy-do to our friends at 4814, the premier WordPress hosts in the world, on the planet, in the universe. I don't think there's anyone else outside planet Earth who has a better you know, WordPress hosting setup that they do. In fact, right now there are, we're recording this Thursday night and they are actually currently doing some upgrades to our backend database. Um, after we swamped the site yesterday and just about killed it. We do that a lot. We Yay. really do. It seems like a lot of the problems we have, we bring upon ourselves yet. They're always really good to like bail us out. I'll bet you, you could say that about any other profession. Like plumbers say that about people. Doctors say that about people. Mechanics say that. It's like all the problems they have, they cost themselves. Dang user error. Exactly. Total pep gacks. Anyway, you want to check them out. 48-14.com. They will hook you up. They will set you up with the best WordPress host you've ever seen. And everything runs on WordPress. It's just the truth. For better or for worse, everything does. And they can do it the best for you. Also want to give a shout out to the Giving Grinch. Um, Dollface, our uh, beloved she-geek of the show. 
She Geek. That's going to be our new title for her. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, she is currently on their uh, board for their event coming up here in a couple months. Uh, we hope to have more details coming soon. Um, venue, time, place, what you can bring. Did someone really? Simpsons tapped really, out Zook? just then. <laughs> that wasn't me. It was totally you. <laughs> I, I'm gonna accept responsibility on that one. Okay, so I thought that in the pre-show we kind of—I thought my tablet was far enough away. We kind of joked in the pre-show. Um, Colin went in for a job interview earlier, and we had unfortunately gotten him hooked on Simpsons Tapped Out, which has the most infuriatingly loud notification sound of any app ever. Better you than me. Yeah, it's Homer screaming that phrase. Except for when it was him, where it's like, oh, wait, that was me. I have had it go off in business meetings. I have had it go off when I was trying to fall asleep. Um, I have had it go off while I was trying to woo my wife. It doesn't work in any situation. <laughs> Having a bit of sport with the missus, eh, Governor? <laughs> Better you than me. Um, yeah, it yeah. just decides to go off right during a job interview. Luckily, and so we were joking about I don't making think sure that was turned off, and then Zoners goes off. Yeah. Luckily, I don't think the two people who heard it, or who were in the room, didn't hear it, so I think I was good. I still ended up getting a job through it, so it's all right. Hey, very cool. Very cool. Um, Maybe that's why you maybe. got the job. They're just like, that guy plays Did you ever think out. of that? He's got to be cool. Let's hire him. Hey, uh, let's give some... Um, Let's give some psych news here, uh, and maybe we're jumping the gun a little bit. But Dr. Squishy, our own beloved Dr. Squishy, um, you have been listening to him for the past 57 episodes. Yeah, episode number 57 will just come out um, by the time you're hearing this episode. Uh, And The Scam Show has been giving us awesome news on comics and movies and everything else with the geek entertainment world. However, we have had a problem with the name. And as such, he has decided to reformat. So, uh, coming soon to a StolenDroids.com site near you uh, will be the new moving picture show. It'll still be Dr. Squishy. Uh, we hope to have some other guests and other hosts on there as well. Uh, but if you suddenly see that Scam Show has disappeared and Moving Picture Show has taken its place, that's why. Just saying. It'll be pretty cool. And I do like that name. I do too. I'm excited. That makes me feel like we're fancy in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Hey, we should go see the talkies. We should get into our headlines, you think? Maybe. Probably should. It's only been like seven minutes here. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, first off, and this is week old news, so I apologize for this, but this came out just as we were recording last week. Uh, the Nielsen system. Did we ever figure out, is it Nelson, Nielsen? How do you say that? It is Nielsen. It is Nielsen. Okay. Nielsen is the system by which it's a company which captures ratings information for TV shows and on-air programming. Has been for many, many years. They used to have the Nielsen box that would sit on certain people's TVs and monitor what they were watching. That's gotten a little bit more um, complicated with online viewing and TiVoing and DVRs and Hulu and everything else. But they still have different systems in place that help track that if ever your show was canceled for lack of ratings that's why okay they had to admit last week that uh it's uh, it's having issues because they were uh, they had a glitch a software glitch which may have been misattributing the numbers which is a problem 
Yeah, everything in television kind of revolves around the Nielsen ratings. And if the Nielsen ratings aren't accurate, that really throws a wrench into everybody's dollar values and advertising and all sorts of stuff. That's a big deal. Yeah. Now, um, Nielsen is quick to say they don't believe it really affected any on-air or local or cable TV ratings. They just believe that it was simply, and this is what really confuses me, they say it misattributed ratings from one side to another side. But then it said the error did not affect ratings on cable or local TV. Well, then what was it affecting if it was a misattributing ratings from one program to another? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't trust Nielsen, though. I used to be a Nielsen family, you might recall. I do remember that. That, that was awesome. I had power. Unfortunately, I couldn't save Jericho. But well, well, nine we, minutes, nine minutes. <laughs> will we ever have an episode where my bitterness towards CBS doesn't come out? No, but I'm fairly certain we will one day have a show where Jericho comes out like in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> I'll just say it right off the bat. Jericho! Jericho! Uh, but no, I, Nielsen, I think Nielsen's outdated. The way that they do stuff, I think they just kind of need to go away. Uh, hashtag Jericho. <laughs> go away like they made Jericho go away. Now, um, they said that the impact shouldn't be too big. It only started in March. Oops. Um, so, you know, it's only been six months of, of error out ratings. But really, it should only see a difference of about .05 of a ratings point. That is not a huge issue where Nielsen is concerned. However, it can be a pretty big issue as far as networks are concerned. And if there's two new showrunners, both of them are kind of on the knife, that can be enough to throw one off or keep another. It is also a huge issue where advertising dollars are concerned. Because advertisers pay based on how many projected people saw their ad. And if the data is wrong on who saw which ads, certain ad agencies may have paid much more than they were supposed to, and other ad agencies may not have paid enough. So this may not be a huge issue for us, but it's a real big issue in the advertising world. On the knife? I've never heard that expression. You mean like on the bubble? (laughs) <laughs> no, on the bubble works as well, but think, it's like a knife's edge, you know, you're just teetering well, on it. I, I understand what you're saying. I've just never heard that before. I've never heard it either. I think you I just think made he's it ma- up. He is definitely making things up. I think he's trying it's to sound another cool. Midwestern thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the Midwestern Zookism show. <laughs> Hashtag Midwest Jericho. Jericho was in the Midwest, Kansas. It's not the Midwest. Everyone knows that. Kansas is closer to hell. (laughs) That's why they have tornadoes. Just saying. I don't know why, but Sharknado just popped up into my head when you said that. (laughs) I think Sharknado should be on everyone's mind all the time. It really should be. I need to see Sharknado 2 still, though. You know, my wife, I don't know if you guys saw that video that's gone viral of the shark feeding frenzy. Uh, at some beach, I think it's in California. My wife showed it to me tonight. She's like, Sharknado is real. Like, you need a tornado to pick them all up. Then it'll be real. Right? <laughs> Are they s- swimming real fast in a circle? No, Those they were like... Zeering, cutting through them with a chainsaw? They were all just flopping up in really shallow water eating, I don't know, small children or something. But, um, yeah. Were people just I, tossing I think- their babies in? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like a feeding pond for ducks. <laughs> that would be what happens in China. Oh. Oh, we're not going to be listening there anymore. Oh, dear. <laughs> and blocked. We just lost our one listener in China who was proxying through the Great Firewall. Yeah. Our most glorious podcast is no more. <laughs> I have a feeling that I'm going to just be derailing us all night long. Yes. Yes, you are. Hey, okay, so we had another headline that came out. We're only on the second headline. We're sorry, everyone. We'll, we just won't bring Zoner in next time. Um, a big headline came out earlier this week, and it was quickly debunked. But if you have not caught the debunking and are still laboring under the original headline, here we go. Hackers claimed that they were able to get 7 million Dropbox passwords, hacked them out of the system, and were releasing them on Reddit for Bitcoin. They were hoping to get more Bitcoin. And the thing is, is that the passwords were accurate. They were right. They were correct. However, how they got them is a little bit less cut and dry. For one, Dropbox has said flat out they did not get hacked that these passwords all came from a third-party provider. So, I don't know, maybe there's a third-party app that integrates with Dropbox or uses the Dropbox API, and they were able to get it from that. But even then, it doesn't matter because all the accounts and the passwords they had were accurate, but expired. So, it didn't matter if you had that password. The password has since changed. And even if it hadn't been changed, Dropbox looked at it and said, okay, it's been changed now. So sounds like your Dropbox to, should be okay. Yeah, sounds like to me a bunch of users were probably clicking on some link on Facebook, forced them to type it in, and they typed in their user account info. Very possible. Very, very possible. Now, here's the real danger of this. Your Dropbox may be fine, but here's the danger of it. If you use the same email address and password for your Dropbox that you use for everything else, well, guess what? They now have access to everything else. You know all those celebrity iPhone leaks that happened a few weeks ago? That's how this happened. So um, enable two-stage authentication wherever you can. And if you can't enable it, uh, change your password. Hashtag truth. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking, I, I'm really concerned that my nudes are going to get leaked out. Is that your thinking face? Because <laughs> it looks like you're creating a butt out of your eyebrows. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Butt brow. But wow. no, I'm just sitting here wondering if all my nudes are going to be safe. Like, all none of them, but still. Because really, nobody needs to see that. Even no, me. thank you. That's our show title right there. Yeah, I shower in the dark. Oh. Light is not your friend. <laughs> it's really oh. not. Okay, um, we talked about this last week, Amazon opening up a brick-and-mortar store right there in New York City in front of the Empire State Building. Well, it turns out they have another one popping up, for the holiday season at least, in San Francisco. Can I just say, I love being right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, And honestly, I think this will work better in San Francisco than it will in New York. And here's the main reason why. Uh, New Yorkers are probably a much higher um, percentage of pretentious Apple users. So that's why you have people like New Yorkers lining up outside of Apple stores. But even then, I, I know Zoner's giving me a weird face, but bear with me here. Do you know how many people live? Do you know how many people live in New York? We're talking California, dude. Okay, millions. Millions upon millions. 
that it's the cl- that would cl- that would be classified as a lot. Yes. Yeah, I believe it's the third largest city in the Americas. That's South and North America. Okay. Basically, it means it's the third largest city in the Western continent. That many people. How many people line up at Apple stores? All Not that many. <laughs> okay. Not that many, if you think about it, comparison-wise. Okay. But yet, New Yorkers are probably more likely to be swamping in an Apple store than they are an Amazon store. Californians, on the other hand, especially San Francisco people, San Franciscans, is that how you say that? Sure. Let's go with sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Making Amazon, up all sorts of other stuff tonight. Let's just... <laughs> Franz, uh, Franciscans. I don't know. Uh, they're much more likely to head to an Amazon store simply because it's easier retail for them. That's my guess, anyway. You know, I don't know I've, why. I see San Francisco being more of a Google town. I've been to San Francisco a few times. I don't think getting anywhere in that city is easy. It's not. But maybe that's just me being like used to straight roads laid, laid out in a grid like we have in Salt Lake City, as opposed to Lombard Street. Uh, I don't okay, think it has maybe. anything to really do with the grid system difference. No, it, it's just, it, it's, there's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people. I, I remember the first time I went there um, for some conference, I was I was just driving down some street, and all of a sudden, here comes a bunch of nudist bikers. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> they must be heading <laughs> to the Amazon store. What's going on in this place? They were all going to go grab the Amazon fire, of course. Of course, yeah. of course. The failed phone that is the fire. <laughs> I want to. I just want to see Amazon start changing their delivery method from drone and warehouse to pop up store and air cannon. I thought you were going to say nude bikeist, <laughs> bicyclist, <laughs> bikeist. What the <laughs> service with a smile? Um, let's go back into Google News a bit here. Uh, the Chromebook, and I kind of hate Schmitty not being here because uh, Schmitty and I go back and forth on Chromebook news a lot. But this, I think, this headline is actually from him. They are fighting their way back. They have a whole set of new apps that are going to be coming out for Chrome only. And chief among them, Photoshop. Which is kind of insane to think about. I'm like, Okay, I take that back. It's kind of insane if you don't think about it. Because everyone knows Photoshop is a huge resource-heavy hog of a program, right? Yes. It's ridiculous how much it takes. I mean, to run on a Chromebook, though... I don't know. You know what I'm using when I'm at work and I need to do image editing? I go to Pixlr.com. Pixlr.com is a website. That's all it is. It's a website. And inside that website, it's closer to GIMP, but it's very much like Photoshop. So are we going to start seeing a cloud-based Photoshop then? You already do. Well, I mean, more more heavily. You mean browser-based? Yeah. Sorry, my bad. I don't think you'll see it browser-based I think it'll be a little too hoggy. It'll cause way too many issues with web browsers to have it be browser-based. So you think you're only going to see it for Chromebooks? Yeah. It's only going to be for Chrome OS. Well, that would make sense, actually. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's an interesting little thing here. And, and actually, we have more Chrome news later as one of my favorites here. As my favorite. One of the favorites. My favorite. It's late, okay? It's really, really late. <laughs> 
um, into some HBO news, which is not something we often say. It's actually something we never say. Unless we're talking about piracy. True. Um, well, hey, let's let's bring the piracy talk into this, okay? HBO has decided to actually bow to popular opinion and make their HBO Go service available to everyone. We had previously talked about how HBO Go was a great video-on-demand web service, but it only worked if you already had an HBO subscription, thereby completely negating the usefulness of it. Okay? Who cared? You already had HBO on your TV. Why did you need HBO on your tablet, too? HBO Go should have been for the people who don't have HBO on their TV. And they finally said, okay, yeah, you're, you're right. So now they are offering a monthly subscription for HBO Go, their video-on-demand service, which basically I, I believe it has all their shows on it, doesn't it? I believe it does. Yeah, it does, which is good. it's going to be a huge move for the industry. I mean, honestly, that's where things are going to be going. A lot of people don't use cable anymore, but they'd like to be able to have it be able to view online. People will pay for that subscription, no problem. Well, HBO has had a lot of big shows in the past. Okay, We all know Game of Thrones because it's the most recent, but you guys remember Sopranos. I mean, that was huge. And the entire Sopranos back catalog, wow, I just about said back scratcher. Their entire back catalog and scratcher are on their video on demand system. And it just kind of goes back to show... Look, people aren't going to pirate the stuff if they can just get easy access to it. That's true. And we've talked about making stuff available will reduce piracy. And I think that this is extremely, extremely smart on HBO's part. However, the one thing that I'm curious about is how pissed off are all the cable companies going to be with this announcement? What is this going to do to their subscriber base? Because right now, I mean, you've got people paying over $200 a month for their cable because they want HBO, they want a few of these other options. If we start, if HBO is successful with this, which I think they will be, I see no reason why they won't be. Other I, other networks I are going to follow this. suit, and it's yeah. going to destroy the cable industry. I don't think so. I think Comcast is nefarious enough and evil enough. Yes, I said it. That they'll start to see that more and more people are leaving their cable TV services and find that it's a reason to, quote unquote, improve their cable internet services. Check it out. I know that you just dropped the uh, the HBO uh, Platinum package, uh, which was costing you $50 a month, and instead you got HBO Go for $14 a month. That's really, really awesome. Hey, by the way, did you know that with the new Xfinity HBO Go Accelerator, which only costs $35 a month, you can get way better internet service? They're going to make up the difference one way or another. I totally see them doing that. You know, they will be be doing that and then they'll cost you your job when you try and cancel it <laughs> you're still stuck up on that aren't you oh i comcast <laughs> is the devil man in fact i saw a story i i couldn't find the link but i wanted to put it in the show notes some city council somewhere told comcast to just take a hike they said your service wow. is horrible you treat your customers like crap we don't want you in our city i love that I don't know. I've I've never really had any huge issues with Comcast. CenturyLink, on the other hand, that's where I. <laughs> my have all city my actually issues. told Comcast to shove off. Did they really? My my city's local cable service is the biggest competitor to Comcast down here, wow. and that's why I haven't cut the cord. Is because I get cable TV for dirt cheap and I get great service. That's awesome. So, nice. Yay me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not to be outdone, CBS decided to follow suit and launch their own video on demand subscription service. This is cool and not cool. And here's why. Obviously, I don't need to explain why it's cool. It's cool that you can get CBS Video On Demand. Schmitty will be so happy that he can pay someone now to see something that he was originally paying for and can now no longer see by court order. Sorry, Schmitty. Um, But here's where I don't think it's really cool. And I actually brought this up years ago. I want to say I remember bringing this up many, many years ago when we first started the show. And that is there's going to come a time where if you want to watch TV, you're going to have to have a subscription service with everyone. You know what I'm saying? You're going to need to have an HBO subscription service and you're going to need to have a Hulu service and you're going to need to have a CBS one and a Fox and whatever else. And on one hand, Hey, cool. That's kind of like an a la carte system, but yet it's not, you know, it's in the, in the end you're paying the same amount. Only now you have all these separate systems that you need to figure out how to integrate now to watch the shows you have. Do you think that maybe that's by design and they'll come back and say, oh, well, you know, cable offers it in one simple, easy-to-use package? I don't know. Colin, it looks like you said, well, we're going to want to say something there. Um, yeah, well, like I use I use Hulu a lot for, for watching all my shows after they've aired because I just don't do cable. Um, and so it was a couple months ago I went to watch a show that I've always watched on there. And all of a sudden it's asking who's your provider. And I'm just, well, I don't have one. So I just randomly selected one and then it asks input your account information. So now they're only allowing certain shows to be viewed on there. If you have cable. Ooh. Yeah. I've seen that before too. Yeah. I don't, I can't use Hulu. CBS kind of did it for a couple shows too, I believe. And I was just, I was pissed off about it. See, Zoner and I can't use Hulu for the same reason. And Hulu doesn't believe it exists. But to watch a 44-minute long program, I have to also sit through two hours of ads. Yes. Although, I will say, I think it's Adblock Plus, and I probably shouldn't admit this out loud, but they changed something to where those ads take about a second each now. It's awesome. Such a beautiful thing. You, you think it was Adblock Plus that was popping up there and Hulu said, oh, okay, we'll give him the five-minute-long ad? It could be. I don't know. But something changed. I think it was two weeks ago, and all of a sudden the ads just, I mean, it, they don't even play. They they stop for the break, and they just flash right through the black screen saying, this is blocked, <laughs> and then you're good to go. And oh, you can And you can see the little, the little countdown up in the corner, you know add one of five 180 seconds remain and it just like just flashes through it all i love it okay okay very very cool i will have to get back on that um let's go into some uncomfortable tech industry news shall we yay racism (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a great way to start that off (laughs) okay so usa today ran an article and um, it's possible that by the time you hear this show, it may be behind a paywall. Uh, if so, I apologize, but just bear with us here, okay? Um, it turns out that a study was done in the tech industry that found that on average, this is an average across the entire industry, not specifically one company. We're not 
shining a light on anyone. But on average, Hispanics earn $16,353 a year less than their colleagues who are not Hispanic. Okay, well, you can try and do your 4chan joke about them taking our jobs or anything else, but it's not just that that ethnic group. Asians make over $8,000 less a year, and blacks make $3,600 less a year than whites. And they're not really sure why. I mean, they, they, they go in to say, you know, simply increasing diversity in companies isn't enough. Because you hear that a lot, right? That there's just so many Asians and so many white people in the tech industry and not many other uh, ethnicities. But it goes to show that, okay, if there's so many Asians, how come they're still making almost nine grand less a year than their counterparts? Or, conversely, if you want to have higher diversity, well, guess what? What Hispanic person is going to want to work for you if they know they're going to be getting over six, 16 grand a year less? It's still better than picking vegetables. Dude, dude. Oh, <laughs> wow. Did you just really go there? <laughs> You know, okay, you know what? I will allow it. I will allow that joke if only they come out with a study that says that white people make 16 grand a year less than Hispanics picking vegetables. If it balances out on the other side, I will allow that joke. But until then, I'm not allowing that joke. Now, they do um they do come up um with a theory, and this is a theory. Um, they say that the possible culprit may be unconscious bias. They say that at some point in the interview process, in the hiring process, at some point, unconscious bias is entered into the equation. And they say, oh, well, here's a nice white person. Oh, he said he's married. Oh, he went to school here. Well, he probably needs – they're expecting him to negotiate his salary more. Okay, I I'm I'm not saying I agree with her. I'm just simply this is a Frida Kapoor Klein show care of the Kapoor Centers for Social Impact, and I just completely tripped over that sentence. But this is a theory that one person has put out there. Okay, I don't really understand or have a theory myself because it, I I just simply don't. You know, but, I I wonder. How much of this goes to what you just alluded to? Maybe white people are going to negotiate their salaries better. You know how I I I can't say for sure, but are people always going in there and and you know regardless of ethnic background, are they all negotiating equally? You know, they could be undervaluing uh, themselves. They they could be they could be uh, you know, and you know how much of this has background or not background but experience playing into it you know are are the white people just being there longer so they're making more money? I I, mean, I, I doubt that. I mean, and the reason I say I doubt that, and not to pull the race card, and I'm sorry because I feel like we're going down a real slippery slope oh, on this topic. We are, and I'm really biting my tongue trying not to piss everyone off with inappropriate I, I, comments. I realize you are, and I don't want to either here. But as an Asian, okay, we're generally well represented in the tech community. Okay, there's many CEOs who are Asian, uh, and not just of Asian companies. I mean, they're high up in all over the place. Okay, it almost speaks to a stereotype of the Asian engineer, right? 
Okay, so it's not like they're not found in different tech companies or that they're a novelty or that they're rare. So it kind of punches holes into uh, other things you might hear. I wonder if it might be a cultural thing, but even that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, I know that raised by, you know, raised Japanese by my parents, it was always, you know, this is your job. You do your job and you don't ask for anything that you aren't immediately um you don't deserve you don't go out of your way to ask for what you won't what you don't deserve if you deserve it your boss will give it to you and so i don't know maybe that's playing into it but that again we don't sounds logical we don't have all the answers cuz this is happening across many ethnicities yeah that's very interesting and you know it all jokes aside it really sucks because you know if a person is qualified they should just be paid what they're worth. Right. Well, um, this really puzzling problem came to a head at Microsoft earlier this week uh, when their CEO, who is a minority, said something in an interview which kind of pissed off a lot of people. And I'll basically just say that when it came to talking about women and pay raises, he offered that perhaps they should just rely on karma rather than asking for a raise. That's not smart. That's not. I mean, you can understand. Uh, you can understand why people became very upset about that. And he immediately went into an internal memo, which has, of course, been leaked because there's no such thing as an internal memo anymore, uh, and advised that he's very sorry that he was humbled and this was a learning experience and that's not exactly what he meant but he totally understands why people took it that way because that's how it sounds and rather he meant that as that's just generic advice it was advice that was given to him by a mentor many many years ago don't go asking for what isn't yours rely on karma build good karma in the company provide a huge amount of things that you've done right and good things will come your way that you don't need to necessarily go seeking out those things because if you do a good job and if you're a good person there at work, you will be rewarded. Which, again, kind of falls back to my cultural thing, you know, how I was raised. It's a very Asian way of looking at things. But, yeah, it turned out that was not the thing to say, <laughs> especially when he said, when he specifically said women. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And, you know, I can kind of understand what he's saying. Because you do have to go out and prove yourself. You've got to you know, pay your dues, so to speak. And hopefully, if you have a good employer, they will see that and they will reward it. But a lot of times, employers don't care. And this so is you, true. And so you have to go out and you have to say, this is what I'm doing. Give me mine. Mm-hmm. I got to get paid. I will say, though, and I, as a manager, and I've, I'm someone who's been a manager many times, that I am more apt to reward the employee who has just put their nose down, put it to the grindstone, has actually put in the hours, has done all the work, has been a good person there at the job, rather than the person who's hitting me up for a raise every other month and trying to point out, hey, look what I've done. Look what I've done. Yes, we all know what you've done. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, That's just me, though. He does go on to say, though, um, that... Even though currently there's a lot of hubbub in the tech community about uh, pay gaps and inequality there, uh, that at Microsoft, the pay gap is consistently within 0.5%, which is not bad. Than the White House. 
What? There was a big deal about women in the White House making like 17% less than the men. Oh, oh, yeah. But, but in, at Microsoft specifically, that women made half a percent on average less than men. He said it's still not good enough that they want to have – and he points out this is really good. And, of course, this might just be internal cheerleading. But he points out that not only should people be paid equal amounts for equal amount of work, but they should have the equal opportunities to do that work, which is a good point. You know, sure, the men, let, let's say that the white men are getting paid more than everyone else. Well, it's because they're doing more work than everyone else. But should we take a hard look and say, well, are we giving more projects to them than anyone else? This is what he's saying, not me. But it's impressive that a company as large as Microsoft is able to keep the pay gap that narrow, I think. Indeed. So there you go. If you want to work in the tech industry, work for Microsoft, evidently. Just so long as you didn't work for Nokia before that, because then you're getting laid off. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah, let's cut the racist uh, article with humor and unemployment and go on into... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there's no easy way to get out of that, so... Lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, lolly, lolly. So is this a theme now? Are we all going to be singing? Like, this I, week, last week was my I turn. I may be transitioning us into Android L in the Nexus 6. <laughs> nice segue. Nice segue. Off-key singing always yes. works. Yeah, so hey, Google launched. <laughs> he used all so the Google keys. launched Android L, which they announced was named Lollipop. We're not going to get into Android L. Because Android L was originally released or shown back in July. And we've all seen it. And if you have an Android, you probably have tried to get it to look like it. And you've seen the screenshots. And we've seen material design and whatever, whatever, whatever. What they did release, however, was really cool, was the Nexus 9 and the Nexus 6. 6. I said 6, yes. right? Yes, sir. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> um, and curse the Nexus 6. Because of its awesomeness? Because of its awesomeness. I had the G3. I've had the G3 for a month and a half. And the G3 is a good phone. I like my G3. I think Colin is foolish for not getting it. You know Instead, what? he got some Samsung crap. Hey, you leave my Samsung alone. You're no just way. lucky that Apple has allowed them to sell that in this country. You know what? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you keep your Apple-isms away from me. That dirty non-white phone. I may be Apple certified, but it's not by choice. <laughs> yeah, I took it right back into the racist slant. Yes, you slant did. The, the okay. off-white guy going with the dirty white joke. I'm like the biggest minority there is, which I know sounds like a, a Noxy moron there, but I'm a six-foot-one Mormon Japanese guy. That doesn't happen in nature, okay? So, um, yeah. Let's talk Nexus 6, because it's a gorgeous phone. It's a little bit on the big side, but it's a 6-inch screen. Well, as close as what matters to 6-inch. Uh, it's a 1440 resolution, which the LG quotes as, quad, as 4K, but it's not, let's face it. It has a really interesting circular flash. It's a, it's a ring that goes around the camera. I don't know if that really helps, but it looks really cool. It has actual optical image stabilization as opposed to, say, a California Fruit Company's phone that uses a digital algorithm to try and pretend it has that. It has 32 or 64 gigs of memory, a 3 gig RAM, and the new Snapdragon 805 processor. Lots of words. Summary, pretty freaking awesome. 
Indeed. It has the fastest wireless. It has NFC. It has wireless charging. And I looked at it today, and I immediately said, why didn't I wait? Why did I get the G3? Why did I not wait? Curse you, Nexus 6. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, I really wish I would have got myself on the jump program in January when I bought my Nexus 5. Indeed. Now, even more amazing with the Nexus is uh, not all those stats. I mean, all those stats are pretty cool. But what's really amazing is the fact that it will launch on AT&T, Sprint, and T-Mobile. And actually a couple others as well. Verizon has said that they will be having it, but they haven't given any uh, information on pricing. Just that it will be available there. Um, if you are not doing it on contract, the retail price for the 32 gig is $650. Ouch. And the 64 gig is $700. Yeah. Um, U.S. Cellular has also said that they will have the phone. I don't know who U.S. Cellular is, but if you're in that area. <laughs> U.S. Cellular is a company that's based out of Oregon. <laughs> it's a laughing stock. They're, they're pretty much partners with Sprint, and that's about it. But this is the first time. I mean, the Nexus is always supposed to be the flagship phone. It gets Android updates the fastest. It gets all this stuff the fastest, and it's available everywhere. But in years past, it's always been, it's available everywhere except where you want it. Well, the interesting thing about this to me is the Nexus line, I I don't, okay, I'm back. I'm recording again, I think. Um, But the Nexus line has always been deemed as affordable. And so now, is is Google completely changing their mindset here and going with the unaffordable? Because, hey, why not? Apple can do it and look at what they sell. I believe that Nexus is uh, that Google's a little bit worried. Oh, I, I haven't mentioned, but we should. This one is made by Motorola. Every Nexus is made by a different company. This one's made by Motorola. I do believe that Google might be a little bit worried about Samsung. That the Galaxy, that the Galaxy, oh, shut your Samsung mouth. Uh, <laughs> it's that, true that the Samsung that the Galaxy butt. line has become such synonymous with high end Android. That Google might be trying to say, no, 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 let's bring it back, let's bring it back. We need a flagship to counteract the the Galaxy line and now the G3 line. Because the G2 from last year and the G3 from this year are huge contenders for LG. No one seems to care about HTC, but they're dropping in market share anyway. I think we could see a resurgence with HTC. They are the ones who did the Nexus 9. This is true. And let's talk about the Nexus 9, uh, of which I do not have specs right now. But it is a tablet. It's a nice tablet. Very nice. It is. Um, <laughs> cricket, cricket. Here we go. Uh, it is a 64-bit tablet, which is not new in the world. I mean, uh, the iPad brought that out first. But it's the first Android 64-bit and it's very, very, very nice. It's an 8.9-inch LCD, 4 by 3 ratio, so very much like the iPad. Uh, 2048 by 1536 um, resolution. It has front speakers. They call them boom sound, uh, which you may recognize from the HTC One having. So stereo front-facing speakers, which is really cool. Um, it has a Wi-Fi-only model and an LTE model, um, starting at $400. So not bad. Um, not much else to say about it, really. I don't know how it's going to do. And here's the reason I say this is because, and we'll get a bit more into this with the Apple announcement that happened just today, but 
these tablets don't seem to be selling as much because of the phablets coming out. Like I, I predict the Samsung, sorry, the Nexus Six. Jeez, calling it in your Samsung for the win. Hashtag threw me off there. Yeah, you dang straight. <laughs> I, I predict the Nexus Six will outsell the Nexus 9 because more and more people are carrying phablets instead of carrying an actual tablet by the self. I mean, even, Colin, the phone you're looking at is the Note 4. Yep. You know, are you looking at getting a Galaxy and a tablet, or are you looking at getting a phablet? I'm looking to get a phablet. Yeah, I have a phablet. You know, same idea. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I see tablets kind of going away a little bit, actually. I I don't think they'll ever completely go away just because a lot of users are going to want bigger screens for them especially with the older age i mean <laughs> the, the jitterbug tablet still still isn't good enough for my grandma Six, 640 by 480 still resolution yeah <laughs> it has a button but no like like um the surface tablets they're perfect for standard day-to-day use they work great i loved my surface I, tablet yeah, I used I used mine for IT stuff for months straight without busting out my lap, my other laptop because I wanted to see how much power I could get through it, and it did it did great. It was pushing through things like nothing else. Yeah, so I mean, this will be really really cool, and I'm kind of glad to see Nexus coming out on all carriers at once. That is definitely very very cool. Uh, speaking on that, let's jump ahead just a little bit because Apple I said earlier had their announcements this week. Um, New iPad. Yay. There's nothing to say about it. It's faster. It's skinnier. It's a good amount skinnier, actually. Um, But if you've seen an iPad before, and if you haven't, you're lying. Um, It's uh, it's just an iPad. There's no way you're going to mistake this for something else. No, it's revolutionary, dude. <laughs> but it's uh, it's much faster because it uses a new processor, it uses a new GPU, it has better battery life. Um, other than that, it's an iPad. However, there is one really cool feature, really cool feature that everyone else needs to try and find a way to steal from Apple. Okay, this is the coolest feature I've ever seen on a mobile device, and everyone needs it. The iPad LTE, the LTE variant, has what they're calling an Apple SIM. Because, of course, they named it after themselves. That's not important. What's important is that the Apple SIM works on AT&T, T-Mobile, and Sprint. It works on all of them. So from your tablet, you can go in and say, "Mm, I want to buy a month of T-Mobile service. Boom. I just bought a month of LTE service for my iPad. And at the end of the month, maybe I want to buy another month of T-Mobile. Maybe I want to enter into a contract, or maybe I want to switch to Sprint and see how they are. Boom. You don't have to swap out the SIM. You don't have to buy a separate variant. You remember when the original iPad came out with 3G on it, and you had to buy a different variant for different services you wanted? This one iPad works with three of the four major carriers. I have no clue why there isn't a Verizon one. It says something to me, but I don't know quite what. But that is the coolest feature ever. All phones need this. Does it have to do with the fact that Verizon is, uh, is it, what is it, GSM and the others are CDMA? No, no actually. Or is that backwards? Uh, that's backwards, but Sprint is also CDMA. AT&T oh. and T-Mobile are GSM, and Sprint and uh, Verizon are CDMA. Oh, okay. Now, now WCDMA, but um, but anyway, the point is, is like it, 
I think it has more to do with business and less to do with technology. Probably right. Just saying. But seriously, this is the coolest thing ever. And if everyone could adopt this kind of technology, you don't have to worry about which phone you're getting because any phone you get can work on any service. That makes a lot of sense unless you have carrier-specific phones that the carriers don't want going to other carriers. And that's specifically the reason why it won't happen. It's because big business doesn't want it to. And 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 at the risk of getting a big I told you so from all Apple fanboys out there, yes, that is revolutionary. And yes, that is a freaking awesome feature. Let's talk about some not so awesome features. Just to balance it. What do you say? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got to say it is nice, though, to see Apple actually innovate for a change. Um, less innovating is the 5K iMac. Uh, that's not the price. It's almost the price. <laughs> it's the resolution. Um, I don't know who this is aimed at. The 5K resolution is for the screen, of course. It's a 27-inch screen. I have no clue who this is supposed to be for because the only people who would need 5K of resolution right now, right now, I'm saying that, are video editors and Photoshop um, photo editors. And people who do video editing that require 5K are using a Mac Pro. They're not using a quad-core i5, okay? My laptop is more powerful than that. And it's four years old. I don't know. I could I could see several beginner videographers using that. If you're a beginning videographer and you're dropping four grand on an iMac, you're an idiot. Well, that would be because people who buy Macs are oh. and idiots. <laughs> Trouble burn. <laughs> Trouble burn. <laughs> Even if you're going to buy a Mac, okay, go out and buy a Mac. You do not need to drop four grand on an iMac to do it. There are MacBooks and MacBook Pros you can get for less than that. Okay, it's all about being a part of the higher class. You can get one of the new Mac Minis, which they finally revamped for you know one fifth the cost. You, I worry that the iMac is pricing and specking itself out of a market because it's meant for like college students. The original iMac was meant for teachers and college students or places where you needed a workstation without having a full-on computer, but it gave you a full computer anyway. I know this. I had a 24-inch iMac for years. I loved it. Okay, It was a small footprint computer all-in-one, and it was everything you needed to be. You needed it to be and nothing more. Now it seems to be specking itself out of that and into another area that it's woefully undergunned for. It can't hold up. It can't hold up against its own Mac Pro brother. So, good job, Apple. Um, they also launched the new iMac Mini. I'm sorry, the Mac Mini. I mentioned that before. Um, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the Mac Minis. They are just well-built little powerhouses. Um, for everything that Apple sells that is way overpriced, I've always felt that the Mac Mini was a really great value. Uh, am I alone in that, or I don't know? You guys are kind of. I've never. No, they're, they're... I've I've never thought that anything Mac was a great value, but that's me. Yeah, I I mean the their design layout isn't that great. I used to work on their hardware all the time, um, and getting into a Mac Mini was not so easy, and putting it to back together was a pain in the butt. Oh yeah, it was. It's um, horrible. I've I've upgraded them. They're just their, hideous. Their design is is fairly good 
But uh, at the same time, when you consider the thing is only seven inches square, it's a perfect media center or server or any other number of things you want it to be, and it starts at 500 bucks. That's PC territory. That price right there is PC territory. Yeah. I will give it this. It's decent for a home server. Yeah, it's really that's, good for a home server. That's that's the only thing I've come to know about it. I mean, I've I've set them up in business environments before, and they just don't hold up that well. Yeah, I, I've used them. My devs use them like crazy because it's the easiest way to put a Unix machine onto the network. You know, so I, I'll just I'll I'll stand by my earlier thing. I like the Mac Mini. I think the iMac is now a stupid device to get. Still think the Mac Pro is gorgeous. Think they're all too expensive for me. Um. Speaking of expensive, let's talk into Apple imposing huge fines. Turns out that uh, they're really, really tired of uh, other companies leaking their announcements ahead of schedule. So uh, a company that I believe is going out of business anyway, um, are just they just got hit with a $50 million fine. <laughs> Way to go after the little guy, Apple. What's new? <laughs> um... So, a company called GT Advanced Technologies is filing Chapter 11. It was supposed to be producing the Sapphire Crystal displays for the iPhone 6. But then the iPhone 6 launched and instead announced that they did not have Sapphire Crystal displays. They had ion-strengthened glass. Whatever that means. Well, stock in GT Advanced Technologies plummeted because all the shareholders were expecting it to be producing this for the iPhone 6, and then it turned out the iPhone 6 wasn't using it at all. So they lost all their money, they had to file Chapter 11, and when it, um, when it went to court to help save it from total collapse, it, it had to say that they had a whole bunch of technology that was supposed to go to Apple, but that they now couldn't use. When they then said that, that was happening and they announced the technology that they had developed for Apple, Apple hit them with a $50 million lawsuit saying that they announced proprietary technology that was Apple's that has not been yet released. I'm going to say that this is Apple turning the douche knob up to 11. Only 11? (laughs) (laughs) That's the highest it can go. (laughs) Oh, I'm trying to hold back my Apple hatred. <laughs> I know it seems like we always side with Android and, and, and Microsoft on this podcast. There's reasons why, okay? BlackBerry always screws up. HP always makes things way too complicated. And Apple always ends up doing stuff like this. If, if there are any universal truths in the world, these are it. Death taxes, Apple pretentious douchebaggery. <laughs> well, they they go after every single little patent that may have a little tiny bit of variation of someone else's technology that was developed. I mean, any if you have a circle button on your phone on the bottom of it, they're coming for you. If your phone is rectangular with rounded <laughs> corners. Yeah. To be uh, fair, there was the one uh, patent lawsuit where Samsung really did steal the entire user interface from Apple. True, but... Yeah. But... I just like to say but. 
<laughs> butt brow. Okay, into our I favorites. I just like Samsung. I know. Samsung lackey. It's so beautiful. It makes my heart sing. <laughs> Going on to our favorites. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, after bashing on Apple, where I'm going to uh, proclaim my love for a Google product, There's, it's, it's just a coincidence. Please believe me. For a long time, we all used Google Talk. We all loved GTalk. Everyone did. Everyone who used it loved it. Then they did away with it and did the stupid Hangouts. And it was a uh, Chrome plugin which crashed pl- Chrome. It was crap. Just this week, they've announced a new standalone app. It goes from the Google Chrome app launcher, so that's a downside. But it does sit by itself on the desktop. Imagine the Facebook chat heads that you find on Android. Only now, it's for your Hangouts. And it works beautifully. You can finally move your Hangouts out of the way. You can minimize them, yet still see what's happening with them. You can stay up to date. You can get notifications. It is gorgeous and i don't know why it took them so long to do it but i don't care because it's an awesome app you should follow the link if you use google hangouts and according to the statistics like everyone does you should hit up this link download it make sure to clear out your old plugin from your chrome browser before you do and uh, download this and get it running and i will say on that too the like even just getting into our session that we had uh started up today it was so quick and easy. I just popped up the chat, one, two clicks, and then good to go. Didn't even have to go into my Gmail, which is awesome. Colin, it's your turn. Hey, my turn. <laughs> okay, so uh, this week uh, a lot of players found out found a little glitch inside Destiny, which ended up showing parts of their new expansion within 2015. And a lot of the users, for whatever reason, um, are pretty pissed that it's actually on their disc. Because when it comes out, they're going to have to pay for the download content. So wait, they already have it because it's part of the disc, but they're going to have to pay it, pay for it, for it to download to their console, even though it's already on their console. Correct, because there are going to be some updates for it. But it's on the disc. It's embedded into the disc. People, the area is physically blocked off. You can't move into it. There's basically just this blank wall. And there's windows that you can look into. But as you try to walk into that area, it pops up saying, expansion required. Jeez. You're my density. Yeah. So I just found it was... A little interesting that they would leave that on the disc and leave it so it's accessible to people. People can actually see it. And now the community is just blowing up about it. Okay, if you've listened to the show at all over the years, you know that I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And Lucasfilm has come out this past week with a version of The Empire Strikes Back called Empire Strikes Back Uncut. It is the entire feature-length film spliced together from 480 fan-made segments that were taken from more than 1,500 different submissions. Uh, You've got everything from animation to stop-motion to paper craft to action figures to kids. It's awesome. Two hours, eight minutes long. Check it out. It is great. Didn't they do something like this uh, as a contest earlier for A New Hope? They may have. It sounds familiar. Hmm. 
All right. That is our episode for this week. Again, let us know um, what your thoughts are. Uh, Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. I I know some of this is kind of a charged episode, and we do want to hear what your thoughts are, honestly. Um, So please let us know. We will read all feedback so long as it's kept respectful and appropriate on the air. Uh, Until next time, cheers. This is Colin. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.